welcome to Love Letters from God. I'm your host, Jennifer Mitchell. If you are new here, welcome. I am so glad you're here. I want to explore with you the love letters from God. They are the verses in the Bible that allow us to see God's will for our life. Each month, I will choose a series and find Bible verses that will help explain the message for the week. God showed me a simple way to explore each verse, allowing us to dive deeper into the message. It is the B-I-B-L-E method. It will help you understand His Word, His will, and your purpose for this life. So, let's grab our Bibles and dive in. Today, we will walk through the true Christmas story. We will see the Old Testament prophecies that we learned last week come to fruition and learn that two people who are about to start their lives together as husband and wife have been chosen to be Jesus' earthly parents. In 2023, this event wouldn't be so shocking, not at all. We would have loved Mary and not judged her. But in those days, women were stoned for cheating. This was a huge leap of faith. Mary knew that if God had the power to create a virgin birth, He had the power to protect her. Mary chose to follow God over her parents, over Joseph, over her peers, and the rest of the world. Mary's obedience is extraordinary. And because it was, she will walk with Jesus through his ministry. She knew he could do miracles and encouraged him to reveal his power. She was present when he preached his father's will. And she mourned with his people when he had to sacrifice himself for his victory over sin. Though she probably didn't understand some of his actions, her faith remained in his work and not what the world wanted. Today we will have three sections. We will see Mary and Joseph's faithfulness and obedience to God, and we will see the humble entrance of King Jesus. So let's dive deeper in to the highly favored woman of God, Mary. Let's read from the Gospel Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, reading from the NIV. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, 
and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will have no end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. The angel Gabriel came to both Mary and Zechariah, who's Mary's cousin's husband, and he announced the birth of their two sons and shared with them their son's role in life. This family must have been incredibly faithful to God. Zechariah, he was a priest in Judah, and Elizabeth was to bore the son who will prepare the way for Jesus. And now we have Mary, who is highly favored, to carry Jesus, the Savior, and introduce him to this world. See, Mary was a young teenager, and women back then married young to start families, which would provide them with the financial stability and protection. Some marriages were arranged or encouraged because of religious beliefs. Unfortunately, back then, women were valued as property. Their father would give their daughters to their husband, transferring control over to him. If a woman was caught cheating, she was shamed, divorced, or physically harmed, usually through stoning. Gabriel told Mary that she had found favor with God. God knew Mary would be obedient that she would be able to walk faithfully in Jesus's ministry. She would trust the work that Jesus does, for everything would be for man's good and God's glory. When Gabriel came to Mary, did you notice that the focus was on the child and not Mary? Gabriel told Mary the name she should name him and how Jesus will come through the works of the Holy Spirit. And Gabriel also revealed Jesus' purpose on earth. Gabriel told Mary what she should name him, how Jesus would come through the works of the Holy Spirit. Mary didn't understand how this all was going to happen, but she didn't waver, and she was obedient. She knew God would protect her and the baby, and she put her full trust in God, knowing she was caring for the future Savior. He will come to save them all. Knowing the whole story, we applaud her, but we need to think about how this looked to her people. 
Mary was about to start her life with Joseph, and having a child out of wedlock could ruin that. How will Joseph, how will her parents and those around her react? Only she knows the truth, and the truth was unbelievable even to her. So let's read on and see how Joseph handles the news. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the works of the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God's with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. We see here that Joseph is not only a man of great faith, but he's also a great man of integrity. He knows that the child isn't his. And when he hears that Mary is pregnant, instead of following the world and its way of treating an affair, he wanted to follow God's. He wanted to divorce her quietly. He was trying not to shame her. But an angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream. The angel confirmed Mary's story, and Joseph was told to keep her as his wife which is a true test of his faith. Later, he will have to say to others that Jesus was his son when he knew that he wasn't. But Joseph knew this child was going to be someone special, that he should be honored to be Jesus' earthly father. So he obeyed God. Now let's continue and read about Jesus' birth from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, 
and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Now we see how God protected both Mary and Joseph. Mary was probably in her fifth or sixth month when she returned back from Elizabeth's house. And I gather this because Elizabeth was in her sixth month when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. Then Mary had to travel the 70 miles to get to her cousin. And she stayed there until John was born. Then she had to travel back home. So she was about five or six months along. God had Joseph and Mary leave for the census shortly after. This gets them away from the drama that the pregnancy was causing so they can live in peace together and fulfill the prophecy that Micah announced. They traveled 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, a long journey especially for a woman in her third trimester. This journey wasn't easy, guys. Even with their faithful obedience, they were still on the same bumpy roads, traveling all the mountain regions along the River of Jordan. This was a difficult trip, to say the least. But God gave both Mary and Joseph the strength. And when they got to Bethlehem, They weren't rewarded with a comfortable inn. No, there was nowhere for them but a stable, a barn full of animals. It was the worst of all circumstances, and yet they took it. God has been with them this whole journey. They trusted God would make the stable work for them. How incredible is their faith! These kids started their life together with a child that wasn't theirs, and they knew God was with them. And now, He is with them in the flesh. I love how God used the least to fulfill His greatest miracle. God fully wanted to live the life that we live. Jesus, being fully man, was able to walk in our shoes. He got to feel the joy and the pain in life. He was experiencing the hunger, the thirst, the tiredness, the rejection, and even death. As God, He healed the lame, the sick, the demon-possessed, and raised people back to life. Being 100% man allowed Him to see what we see, to struggle how we struggle, and to live in this sinful world. He felt temptation, but never sinned, so he could be the perfect living sacrifice for his creation. Thank you, Jesus. As we wrap up, I want to remind you that God, too, will protect you, so allow him to lead you. There will be times that you don't understand why he's doing the things he's doing, But no, it is for your best and for God's glory. Thank you so much for checking this out. I hope this gave you a deeper understanding of God's love. We have a Facebook page called Love Letters from God. 
Please feel free to share your thoughts on the verses that we explore. Share this with your family and friends and allow this program to reach others who might need it. Remember, we are to share God's word with each other so they too can have a relationship with Christ. Have a blessed week and we'll see you next Tuesday.